This is the Divine Soul Rebel Podcast, brought to you by Elisabeth de Charon de Saint-Germain and Martina Mezzetti, a Divine Soul Rebel freely, unapologetically expresses herself. She thrives by authenticity, freedom, love, joy, compassion and abundance in all she is and does. In this monthly podcast, Martina and Elizabeth share their voices and experiences with their Divine Soul Rebel sisters to bring clarity, fun, lightness, teachings and empowerment from the individual journeys to share it with you, Divine Soul Sister Rebel. Hi, my name is Elisabeth de Charon de Saint-Germain. I'm the founder of Liberate and Express, and I was born with the heart of a trailblazer and the gifts of a shaman and a mystic. I'm also a recovered burned-out empath, a workaholic and a people-pleasing superwoman. I now am a singer whose energies transmutes and co-acts with my spirit team, with nature and with the spirits of music. I'm a fierce space holder who embodies the frequency of joy in all circumstances, especially when I work with the sacred rebels that I guide to as a holistic singing pedagogue, a mystic, an energy healer and a feminine leadership coach. I guide them to find their inner voice and into the finding and opening up to the medicine of their own voice and full soul expression. Hi, I'm Martina Metzini. I'm a master intuitive energy healer, teacher, and a feminine embodiment coach. I've made it my mission to empower and inspire women globally in a radical, powerful love journey as a divine rebel, stepping into the divine feminine power through embodiment and doing the inner work through mindset reprogramming and aligned actions. Because you are a magical, limitless being and you are here for a reason. And I'm here to support those divine rebels to tap into your own uniqueness and becoming unapologetically yourself and to shine your light and your love. Hello and welcome by the Divine Soul Rebel Podcast, episode five with Martina and Elizabeth. And um, yeah, we're going uh, to have a very interesting conversation about gardening in mm. the space of Bridgerton. So everybody who has watched Bridgerton, uh, Queen Charlotte will undoubtedly know what it means to want to be gardened well. And uh, so, in a way, um, we have talked, we have a little, we had a little talk before about what is it? Why do we need this gardening? And, and, and what does it mean? And, and uh, I've written a little uh, story that will be published in, in another book with a, a couple of other women. And... Um, which was called uh, Call Back the Goddess. And I think this is where, where we're going, what this, this episode is going to be about. Um, what is this power, this deeply creative power that, that brings out our inner goddess? And, and how does she, when she shows up, why do we need her? And, and she when you miss her or when she is coming up you will notice it within your work how you're working how you're showing up you will notice it within your intimacy is it truly satisfying is it giving you all the pleasure and all the power that it can give you all the energy uh, all the joy of life um and also your inner goddess can give you access to the sacred rage that lives within you um, that is here to to give you really healthy boundaries but it's also here to 
to to help you set free all the boundaries that have been placed upon women um, that you really, really no longer uh, need. It's not in service. And, and somewhere in there, your inner goddess knows how to access that rage to create the room, the space that you need in order to become, to find that authentic soul, to, to that, that liberating power, and also to defend others who need you. So that's the introduction. I will share the story later on, but I really want like want to give the word to Martina right now. Thank you, Darren. It's so funny that we started with giggling while we were talking and thinking about all the episodes we've seen of Richardson, right? And <laughs> it's uh, um, and what I feel this is all about is being and becoming all of you. And all of us has so many aspects, so many layers, so many depths. And maybe we as women are just on the top of the iceberg now, where we are and, and who we are and who we want to be and who we truly are, right? And this is such an interesting, white, can be as well really vulnerable, strong subject. Mm -hmm. and, um, and what I felt like when growing up as a little girl, I didn't want to be a girl at all. I just wanted to be a boy. Because what I saw and what I felt around me, boys had so much more freedom. And I grew up in... in, in in the West, right, in, in, in the Netherlands, where children, girls and boys have so much freedom. And I know that in a lot of parts in the world, it's still in 2023 so, so different. So don't get me wrong. I know that I was really lucky where I was born. But still, I found that the boys could play wild, the boys could scream, the boys could, you know, get dirty when they were playing. They didn't have to behave as much as girls. And people say, were saying like, oh, that's a boy. I you know how boys are. Oh, let them be. You know? And that didn't apply for me as a girl. I had to behave and I had to dress up with nice ponytails or some braid or whatever. And I hated it. I just wanted to scream wildly and I remember one time because i always loved playing outside one time with a group of boys we were making a fire outside in some bush area and it got out of hand <laughs> and it got really out of hand that um the firefighters had to come because there was a lot of fire and i I remember the excitement and just, you know, exploring and just having fun and, and cooperation. And it didn't matter that I was a girl between all the boys. And then later on, I think I was about 10, my mom needed to come to school because my teacher was worried I was only playing with boys again. Mm -hmm. And later on, when I was playing basketball on a high level, I like to play with the boys more than with the girls. And which shit, I'm born this lifetime as a girl, right? So how do you, how does this work? How does this divine rebel goddess within me wants to explore as a woman, not trying or attending to be a boy or a man because I'm not. So maybe I'm getting a bit off topic, but this was popping up with all of you. And there are so many parts that are all of us, right? Yeah. Can I share something? Yes, please. Go That's ahead. The funny thing is, we've known each other quite a while and I've never knew this from you. 
Really? When I was little, people thought that I was a boy because hmm. I I was very much, I was not the girly girl, but I was not hmm. also a boy boy, but I looked like a boy. Hmm. And, uh, and I was really like, I had no... There was no difference for me being a boy or a girl. I, I just thought I, I am I am who I am. I was not thinking about am I a boy or not. I was I was a fervent reader and I always um uh thought of myself as the the boys in that story or the male uh heroes. I was never I was never the, the woman um uh, who stayed home. I was the knight who went out and did all things. I was the cowboy on movies. I was the hero going out, slaying dragons. I I never thought of myself as different. And then Mm. I was climbing trees and and all kinds of stuff. And and then, and back Baker, they always said, hey, young man. And they would really laugh in my face when I had this day diadem on, and people thought like I was a boy with a ponytail, like ha ha ha! Look at that boy! You were dressing up, right? I was, I was, I, I was having some, but it's still mm-hmm. my face apparently looked so much like a boy, and I had such a. Apparently, my present was that of a boy, and. I think it was also a little bit like that. What you said is sort of. What I I still have this sort of, well, I'm just doing my thing, mm. which not a lot of girls had at that time. Mm. Which, if I want to go out and and go on my bike and have a, just I I was not into asking. I, I just did it. Mm. So I was not so, yeah. So that was. I really think it's interesting that how that works. That you and I are on this podcast talking about this, and and this comes up right now. The first time I really, I really noticed. Oh, oh, we would, we I'm would have been such good friends. I think if so. we knew each other back then and lived in the same area, right? Wow. And then mm. I think that's that's the whole point of. Um, it was just. When I started menstruating, my having my period, my first period, that I got all these very intense emotions. How old were you? What? Uh, just, just thirteen. Okay. Eight, happily, happily, uh, because I was, I was still in my climbing uh, trees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's we, we we went off a little bit of that, but it is about <laughs> the role. I think what you are referring to is the role of um, are you a human being, and can you say yes to being a woman, and mm. is that different? And and I know that there are many people these days who are really feel that that. That both of their they have a female and a masculine spirit in them. Mm-hmm. I feel that as well. I'm in that. Yes, that is really so true. Clear. But we I, both have. Yeah, but I really identify at this point. Really, I, I identify. I'm really happy that I'm a woman because my body invites me to experience stuff that I normally would not have. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. When I'm when I'm in the middle middle of having my period, all the emo- all the hormones are quite low, right? Mm. And then when there's this this testosterone uprising straight after your period, I'm feeling so damn fine. That's that's when you have the most masculine energy. It's like, oh yes, we're back again. But that doesn't last. It 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 changes. Even it's like a cycle, right? Exactly, and and in that uh-huh. cycle, straight after after your period, 
you're mostly embedded in, in masculine emotions of the whole cycle. And I only see how there's a part in that there's an uprise in your mass in, in your physical energy that I so love. Mm. It also takes away some of the other elements that have later come to bloom that are much more about the sensitivity, the very deep, caring empathy for whole humanity. Because when I'm in my physical energy, everything is well with me. I am less open to empathy of others because mm. I'm just doing my thing. Well, okay, the world's, uh, world's a beautiful place, but I am doing my thing. So mm. I'm not really bothered about other people. And I'm happy. Yes, I'm and you give yourself then permission, right? Instead of waiting for someone else to say, oh, go ahead, Elizabeth. Oh, exactly. I'm no longer mm -hmm. myself. I'm no longer thinking, oh, what would they mm -hmm. overthink a lot, but not mm -hmm. at those times. Mm -hmm. So I think women can, women overthink. This is one of our qualities. We can think so well that we can get caught in that cycle of overthinking, yeah. which completely blocks us, right? Yeah. When yeah. it takes too long. Yeah. But then there's there's also this very, really interesting part about the desire, which comes way more when ovulation is, the lower phase. And when my desire becomes higher, I also do don't overthink a lot because my desire is so clear. Mm. And like, oh well, I'm just doing it. I'm I'm going, I'm taking, it's not pushing, I'm just being pulled towards something, which also gives me a lot of energy. It's different. It's a very But you feel it and you hear it and you listen to it and you Act upon it, right? But I feel like so many. Sorry, maybe not. Okay. No, forgive me. But what I wanted to say is that when you are really connected to yourself and to your feelings and to emotion, to your emotions and your body and the wisdom and all our inner cycle, monthly inner cycles, it's. I wanted to say easier, but it's not easier to do or follow up or whatever pops up. But I think what is missing for a lot of us women and for a lot of us women who didn't learn or heard about this in our upbringings when we were young to really be in tune with ourselves and to really be in tune with all of us and to not be judgmental with all those cycles and different hormones and desires and longings and self-gardening or not self-gardening. Um, and this is interesting that I... I became more conscious about it since my middle one is becoming 11 this year. Yeah. So I, when I observe her and how she is exploring herself and her body and her identity, it was like, how was this when I was young? Mm. I cannot remember anything of it. Really? It feels it feels as well there was not a lot of room and space for exploring. Mm. So that was really interesting as well to see and as well that we live now as a family in Latin America, which is completely different than the area where I grew up and where here it's always tropical weather, so people just dress less because it's too hot. Yeah. And of course, like in the Netherlands, in Europe, we have the seasons. Yeah. And some with some seasons, you definitely want to dress up because otherwise you're, you're really cold, right? So mm. this is as well really interesting. Mm. 
to just see. And as well that here, what I've noticed in almost living here two years is that women are so proud of their curves. The curves. And no, the curves, yes. Yeah. And no matter how curved they are, they yeah. show up. Yeah. They, it's, it's, everything is tight. The boobs are, are almost falling out. They do, yeah. you know, bum implants. Ooh. I've seen really, really interesting things, but they are proud. They walk with pride. They are like, here I am. So for me as a mom, I think this is a great example for my girls. And, and we make fun with the youngest one that with the reggaeton music here, it's, I call it like the bum music or shake your bum, shake your ass music. And our little one, she can do that as if she was born here. Yeah. She can shake it. Like it, it's in her, it's already in her system. Wow. And as well, I cannot remember this when growing up because those movements as well with belly dancing, it's as well our Kundalini awakening, our Kundalini, our sexual energy, our life force, right? Yeah. Which is with so many women, it's just blocked. It's locked. Yeah. It's hidden. It's like, you know, I think, I think it's I, there. Yeah. I think I had this kind of movement very young. Uh, not uh, I remember hearing we had uh, someone who helped clean our house mm -hmm. and she was she was really from a strong uh, very strict church but she was mm -hmm. actually a really uh, free spirit who sort of was trapped a little bit in that situation but she one day saw me dancing on something and she said, I heard her talk to my mom and she said, I, I <laughs> think Elizabeth will be become a nun. <laughs> and I thought, what does that mean? I have no idea what it means. But somewhere in the way she talked about it made me feel very happy about myself. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I think she likes that. I have no idea what it means. So mm -hmm. what is it about nuns that I am not? So... Mm. But this is about expressing ourselves freely, right? Yeah. Expressing yeah. ourselves freely with with no judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's almost like we can express ourselves freely when it's positive, right? When we set a good example. When it's, it's like... It's it's always people. It's people are really like yeah, express yourself, but within the boundaries that we mm -hmm. that makes us comfortable, because it's just appropriate, right? Yeah, and when you express mm -hmm. yourself, when you're a really big and luscious woman, or <laughs> when uh, it's it's like yeah, but that's a bit much. Mm -hmm. When you express yourself, when you're really skinny and, and you feel beautiful and it's not in the right what other people can perceive like, yeah, yeah, but you should have have curves or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's just, it doesn't fucking matter. Mm -hmm. It's just really, that that is that inner goddess power, what we are talking about, that it is, it is a really deep energy. I once had a, I, 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 it's also, I love And there is no one type of goddess, right? Exactly. That's an exit. What I want to say is, there was a woman once that she had, she had had her, um, uh, she, she had her gender, she changed her gender hmm. from a female. And every time when, and, and she, so I was, it was in the capacity of being, uh, when I was still was a, a speaker's coach. So when mm -hmm. I, and, and the moment she started speaking and she was really in her flow, her whole feminine energy came in and she became so beautiful. All of a sudden she forgot, forgot that she did not look so much, very much like, like that 
that deep feminine energy that she felt. But the moment she was in her talk and she started to move like a woman and, and, and her intonation changed. And I thought like, oh my God, now I get it. I get why you really needed to have this physical change into the woman that you you've always felt you are. That mm. is also so that that goddess can be in a male and a female and and um I think that can you can have that and 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 sometimes it's I don't know because I also feel there's an inner god within me. Mm. And I want to play to be able to access both. Uh but the inner goddess, my inner goddess, is is most freeing for my expression. Mm. And yeah, so so because my inner goddess is more badass than my inner god, mm. in a way. I don't know how to explain it, but it it's it's like she's so clear, and she can see through the illusions and it's like in the netherlands they say with babies that some babies are like old souls and that when you look at them and they look at you it's like almost they can look through you they see your soul they see they truly see who you are but that's that's the goddess she sees she's aware you know she you cannot fool her she's really present and powerful and you cannot mess with her. Oh yeah, that that. Part. And she's kind, she's loving, but she has strong boundaries. She doesn't feel guilty about that. She doesn't feel egocentric about it when she chooses herself or when she chooses to express herself the way she wants to, the way that feels aligned, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. She's just there. She's a powerhouse. Yeah. Well, it's it's really and I, I so I let, let me just maybe this is a good time to read that little story. Mm, yes. Because what I liked what what I felt when I accessed that goddess power because I I've, I've gone through huge changes within my relationship after my husband really felt that call inside like yeah but i'm i'm there is a there's a homosexual side within me that wants to be expressed mm. and and that changed a lot within our marriage and so at this point where we're still very much in a loving relationship but it's a platonic now and mm. and um for now that is that is okay, but that is fine. Even that's, that it, I, I cannot say it is ideal, but for us it is what it is. And 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 there's still, um, it's a really it's a lifelong exploration, and it's always is this still the right thing or is it not? And I do have my my romantic love, who is really really opening me up to to. Um, areas of layers of softness that I did not have before, that I was always a little bit reluctant to let to let my husband in because I, I felt somewhere that I was not enough, that not enoughness, which was so freaking painful that so so you can have you can have all those different parts of you. And I think by acknowledging all those different parts that my inner goddess finally felt the power to, to come up and say, listen, you are someone you deserve to be loved completely, fully, openly, and in the way that you want. So if that has to be different persons, Let's just do it. Just say yes. And and to me, that works. Yeah. Um, is there something within me that says, oh, could it be one person, one big love with everything? Mm, part of me is like, yes, yes, yes. 
But it's the reality is that I am who I am, and I love persons that I love. So mm. I. But you allow you allow this. I allow it, and it's also like, oh, let's just live, let's explore mm. life to the fullest. Let's just mm. say yes to the opportunities that come on my way. So I can, I can read this story. Let me. But can I say one more thing about this? It's not only about the others. But it's as well really, really, I call it radical, powerful, loving our inner goddess, ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. It has two components, right? Yeah. 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 Which we shouldn't forget to mention. That it's not only about the others, but it's as well our deepest relationship with ourselves and our goddess. Well, I think it starts with that. I know. What do you ha really have to offer someone if you mm -hmm. don't have that inner re relationship? But the thing is, for us now, where we are in our lives now, that, that like, it starts with us, right? Has become so normal, but maybe not for everyone. So that's why no. I wanted to point it out, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, true. Mm. that's true. And the, and the other thing I wanted to say is that the goddesses, they honor and they value and respect other goddesses. Because yes. I am with my husband this year for 25 years. Yes. And he's the only one. Yes. And, and there's no judgment between us. No. There's only respect and there's only i wanted to say sometimes excitement in sharing our things but as yeah. well like really openness and really wow that's so interesting how you do that how you live your life how how that and that makes you happy yeah and how it for me or vice versa can be the opposite so yeah it's like it's like the the women's circle, it's like um, the soul sisterhood as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And there is no, not even a little, little thought in my mind that thinks what works for me works for another. Because mm -hmm. that is the thing about mm -hmm. being true to your expression is that we mm -hmm. all have a different way. And I truly celebrate when people come into their own expression and when it's not my expression it's like yeah let's have all the flavors mm, celebrating each other right yeah yeah so this story that i'm that's it's it's like a tip and it's part of something that will be published soon i'm just going to share it on this podcast the story it's called call back the goddess I still remember the look of delightful surprise on my first serious boyfriend's face. I was 15 and he was five years older when my love for him met the depth of my full feminine sensual energy. Something so powerful streamed from my lips into his that I felt for the first time my ancient goddess power stirring within me. She was unashamed fierce, loving, passionate, sexual, nurturing, playful, wise, and above all, radiating a sense of sacred sensual confidence. Between that first stirring and right before I turned 50, my inner goddess hit herself many times. I silenced her. It was too painful to invite her when lovers and boyfriends tried to tame or possess her. Or even worse, during the long periods when my husband didn't desire her at all. I'd started to believe that she was a disturbing energy. I just needed to learn not to be so much, not to be so passionate, didn't I? 
I tried to intellectualize, spiritualize, and work myself away from my own sensual goddess power. But when it turned out it had all been for nothing, she fully reclaimed her space. I trusted her voice and guidance. She taught me my sacred yes and my sacred no. I stopped being so afraid of my shadow aspects and integrated them with love. It was a wild ride that asked for a lot of attention, learning and the untangling of old patterns that were like poison to my system. Slowly I opened an energetic pathway for my own self-love and my beloved, the one whose presence can invite all of her into the space. My most precious discovery, however, is that she is me. Since inviting her back, my creative energy soared. My new romantic love has opened a sacred, delightful softness within me. And the platonic love between my husband and me is now a highly supportive source of joy. Having access to your full expression makes so much more possible. Find the courage to remember what part of you you've hidden away. Feel into it. Call your goddess back, darling. That's the piece. Wow. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is. It is, and I, I really, I really stand for that. Mm. It is, we have given it, I've, I've hit that goddess power so many times mm. because I was afraid to, to, to lose control. Mm. I was afraid to become an outcast. Mm. I was afraid that she would not be controlled. <laughs> yeah. That you couldn't control her, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was really all the stories, the narrative that had mm. about being a witch, being a slut, being <laughs> too complicated, being too bossy being two all the twos too too much too mm -hmm. much too mm -hmm. nurturing too much love too, mm. too much openness mm. um keep it to yourself don't make it don't don't be so just just tame yourself mm -hmm. it's being tamed into something that is um, that people can handle more. Yeah, yeah. and you know mm -hmm. what, Martina? The whole spiritual movement has a very, to me, a there's a there's a very dark side in there as well, in the sense mm -hmm. that it is about, um, yes, I I am I am deeply. Um, I'm deeply uh, what it is it uh, uh, um, inspired of being of service, but you need to be in service of your own being as well, because it there's a there's a purpose of you being here on this planet, and mm -hmm. if you if you bypass your own expression your own being, your own inner goddess, and you put it into work to, for people who who claim to have the truth. Mm. And you have then to lie to yourself because other people make you feel ashamed of everything that you are. And instead of you having the time and the place and the, and the space to explore who you truly are, uh, and then you have to become a sort of a fakery good person. Mm. And it's really 
it's not healthy because it's it's like you then become someone who hides so much and tries to to push down that ball of the 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 ball underwater that your inner goddess is who wants mm. to she wants to come up she wants to to be seen she wants you as a woman you really long there's a there's a the deep feminine within you wants to be seen instead so, of pleasing others exactly instead of mm-hmm. instead of changing all the time into something that is accepted mm. so there needs to be something of of uh, a really deeply unapologetic service of yourself as well and mm. that then comes out this beautiful um or even not beautiful it can be ugly your inner goddess can have can look awful but mm. she when but the truth there's a part of your inner truth that is so deeply connected to who you are and what your purpose and your mission and all that stuff that we that we go over in from our head but she's actually within your body mm-hmm. every time when we try to bypass there our body and bypass our emotions and oh i feel an emotion let's let's just um meditate my emotion away because i don't mm. i i've done all that and then or I, pain or sadness or I, our angriness you I, know all the emotions that we or like society has judgments around right i know and and these emotions are here to to help you navigate your mm-hmm. your, your truth to navigate mm-hmm. to your strengths, to your mm-hmm. true strengths, mm-hmm. and, and to show you you're not living from your truth. Mm-hmm. Because the moment that you live within your truth, you still can, the frustration ends. Mm-hmm. You can then, it's not, it's it's different than taking back control, but it is taking back the reins. It's like okay, okay, I can choose. It's live. like I always compare it to mastery. You become a master. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's so much more that we can talk about this whole mm. stuff because I. I think- want to. I want to say something about the expression. Yeah. For example, when you look at children, they are really good in expressing their rage or their anger or deep grief because they lost a toy or someone destroyed a toy. And it's like, it's so intense. And I had it last night with my daughter. Ha, her uncle and my husband's best friends left. They were 10 days with us. They left. And she was intensely sad and she Mm -hmm. cried and she cried and she cried for 10 minutes. And I just hold her, held her in my arms. And after 10 minutes, she said, okay, I'm fine now. Thank you. I will go to sleep. And I think this is exactly what we are talking about, but what we some what a lot of us have unlearned right to just express it and when we allow ourselves to express it in the ugliness or whatever word you give to it it will pass we will and we will be back to our true peaceful powerful goddess self but if not if we don't express it because i always tell my husband Sometimes I love to cry. I love to get it out, which he doesn't understand. And that's okay. But I have told him now multiple times, this helps me. This is good for me. I'm a much nicer person when I get it out. (laughs) Instead of, you know, building it up, building it up, building it up. And then at one point it takes over and it has to get out. 
And it's not, we are, at that point, we are not a master of ourselves at all, right? I and know. we cannot control it at all. <laughs> but it's just, you know, we have this knowledge, this wisdom is in our DNA. The moment we were born on earth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love this, this conversation and I agree there's so much more to talk about another episode yeah mm. agree and as well that every every episode we discover more of each other which is quite cool right <laughs> it is it is mm. and I am I am what you said about your daughter I am so incredibly hopeful and and Trusting towards the future because it's also when I looked at my daughter, of course, she has been brought up different because she's been brought up by me, by my husband. It's a new time. When I look at her, the way she she does it exactly as your daughter. She, my daughter is already 26. Mm -hmm. She could, if there was a big problem or anything, she would be sad. She would cry like, oh, all the, like all the floods were open, like mm -hmm. 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. After 10 minutes, she would just like, it was out of her system. Mm. It was gone. Mm. Gone. Mm. There was no harboring anger or what. It, it was just gone. She could go on with her life, mm. even when it was when there were big, big things. Mm -hmm. And that could be, maybe she would need it to cry for, for a day. But when it was truly out of her system, but not, not only out of her system, but it gained so much consciousness. It's, it, it's gaining, why is it? Okay, I get it. I feel it. I, I'm allowing myself to, to, She's this beautiful, really outward as well, beautiful woman now. And and it was just really these ugly tears, like snot coming. And, and then after it it's done, and then comes back this, this face, like, how did you move from being this to this? Like, what? It's, this is what we can do when it's unleashed. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is all the all the fear that we have of becoming unhinged when we have our power, which is really a long patriarchal uh, thing that believe that has been imprinted for so mm -hmm. many years. And when we get over that, when we take out that narrative completely with every time we say yes to the truth of who we are and, and our expression and the love self-love that is in there radical self-acceptance then that will be taken away that whole narrative of women are unhinged or hysterical or or, or hysterical wow oh my god that words it just oh. It just, only that word triggers me big time. It's interesting. Yeah, and it's interesting because I can be hysterical. It's okay. And when mm. it's gone, it's gone. It's like, mm. yeah. It's also, I like that in English, hysterical is also very funny. I mm. think it's okay. We can make fun of ourselves sometimes. It's, yes, it's, we should laugh more about those kind of things of us. Yeah. Mm. But then it's, it's, yeah, so I think this this is truly I have real real confidence in in another in another uh more empowered way that is growing. Although I can see I I normally Martina I am quite I'm I'm getting over that, but I'm still very um careful where I tell my story about how my relationships are. Mm -hmm. Because people make so much assumption 
Mm-hmm. It's also very interesting that I still care if people have their opinion about it, because this is this is about people that I dearly love, mm-hmm. and I crafted my life and my relationship with so much care and with so much. Um, I don't know. So and and it's and every time when there's a little bit of a conversation, like. It should be this, even from the people of the relationship gurus. Like, yeah, when it's not this, it's not that. And it's like, mm-hmm. come on, people, mm-hmm. let's explore this. Let let's get out of the whole giving our own the validation of what is right for you, what is sacred for you, mm-hmm. giving that away to people who who all of a sudden become an authority of, of us. I'm like, mm-hmm. go away with your authority. I am the authority of me. Deal with I it. I know, but sometimes it can be so scary to be your own authority because it comes as well with, with responsibilities, right? I know, I know. You and know. when we say they are the authority, they know. Somehow we put our own responsibility outside of ourselves back there, right? And it's like, oh, and it's as well hiding. It's as well an excuse. And it's it's definitely an illusion. Yeah. So this topic will be so triggering for some people. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Well, please (laughs) talk to us. Give us your thoughts about all of this since we are just expressing our own experiences our own feelings the things we've seen the things we are seeing and and what works for us because you know if what works for us or what works for me or what works for Elizabeth might not work for you at all exactly so please share what works for you yeah Ah, but that would be great to have that topic, to have that conversation. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, dear. Well, until next time, I think, right? Yes. Okay. Well. Ciao, dear. Bye. Ciao.